Josh, we're so proud of you, man. I'm just saying, I mean, the, the Lord, the Lord has uniquely gifted you. And yeah, I mean, that's crazy. I mean, a hundred million dollars and 20, you can't do that. Only God can do that. <laughs> Good grief. Yeah, that, that's, no, that's, that's great. Uh, well, what we're gonna, what I'm gonna share about this morning, uh, has the ability to break some chains, because some of, you know, sometimes we walk around and we got these chains and we don't, we don't see them, we don't know where they're so, we're just so used to them being a part of our life, and God wants to break some of those off, and you may kind of go, well, I wonder what that's going to be about. Well, it's probably not going to be about what you think it's going to be about. Okay, but uh, but it has the ability to break chains in your life. Would you stand? Let's read a, a short parable that Jesus Jesus told. There was a man who had two sons. He went to the first and said, son, go and work today in the vineyard. I will not, he answered. But he changed his mind, mind and went. Then the father went to the other son and said the same thing. He answered, I will, sir, but he did not go. Which of the two did what his father wanted? The first, they answered. Jesus said to them, truly, I tell you, the tax collectors and the prostitutes are entering the kingdom of God ahead of you. For John came to you to show you the way of righteousness, and you did not believe him. But the tax collectors and the prostitutes did. And even after you saw this, you did not repent and believe him. Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you for the truth that is in your word. And I thank you for how powerful the truth is. And so I pray, Lord, that you would anoint each one of us to hear truth. You would anoint each one of us to receive truth. That the Holy Spirit would, would fill this place Quicken our hearts, quicken our ears, quicken our lives to you today, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Two sons, two sons, and I want to make two points today. Uh, The theme of two runs through most of Jesus' parables. Uh, in, In fact, wherever there are groupings, I can really, the only parables that I can think of that uh, where, where there are groupings of more than two are, are the ones about the talents, uh, where one was given five talents and one two and one one. Uh, but even in that situation, it, it's, while, while there are three different sets of people, there's only two things that happen. They either put it to work or they didn't do anything with it. Uh, and so two sons, the, uh, the last parable that I covered, uh, involved an older son and a younger son. Uh, Barbie taught about the, the two groups, the wise virgins and the foolish virgins. And uh, Jesus had spoke a parable about uh, sheep and goats too. So that this theme runs through a lot of things because it's really pretty simple. Uh, it really is as simple as one, two. We, uh, we tend to think that uh, sometimes that there's so many options. There's just so, so many choices out there. We're overwhelmed. We don't know, we don't know how, to, how to make choices. 
uh, our friends <clears throat> from Zimbabwe who came and uh, spent three weeks with us, uh, left about 10 days ago, uh, they, <laughs> they learned a few things about options while they were here. We, uh, we decided we would do some, uh, um, some cultural things for them, so we took them up to the Smokies and uh, managed to have a bear come visit us each morning on the veranda. Uh, and, then, uh, and then we took them down to, uh, uh, to the beach, down to Florida, uh, but probably the most, well, first of all, let me just say when, when I got here, we, we picked them up in Atlanta and we were driving back and we go, you, you guys want to, want to eat something? I have no idea what their, what time their body clock said was going on, but it was around seven for us. And we said, you know, let's, uh, let's eat something. They said, could we go to a diner? Said, you, you see the movies and the TVs and everybody's always at a diner. Can we go to a diner? I said, yes, we can go to a diner. We're in America. We, we, we can do that. And so going through Chattanooga, there's a diner there. And so they, they had a big time at, at the diner. But what they were really blown away by was the shopping. Anybody here ever been to Costco? We took them to Costco. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and, we, and we think because there's so many different choices that there are a lot of... no. There are only two options. I mean, think about it when it comes to peanut butter. You know, you go to the store, you think, oh, I know where you're going to go. You're going to smooth or crunchy. No, no, there's smooth, there's crunchy, there's organic, there's something called natural. Uh, I, I guess there's inorganic and unnatural peanut butter that you can also buy. You know, there's sweetened peanut butter and there's Valencia peanuts, peanut butter, anybody. I mean, seriously, that's Trader Joe's, you have to go there to get that, but that's, that's the best stuff. And, and you kind of go, well, there are all these choices. There's two choices. Buy peanut butter or don't buy peanut butter. That's it. There's two choices in Costco. Buy or don't buy. And in our lives, it's really just a matter of two choices. The world, the kingdom. Those are the two choices. Now, there are a lot of ramifications that play off of that, but that's the, that's the foundation. And if you, and if you, if you've made that choice, then it makes, well, depending on which choice you make, then it makes the other choices a lot easier. But a, a lot of times, you know, we, we kind of vacillate on that choice and we really don't know which one, which one we're in. And so when it comes to making other choices, we're just a lost ball in high weeds and that's all there is to it. Don't know what we, and, and we get overwhelmed and we get confused, but there's only yes. And there's, and there's only no two sons illustrates pr- pretty much all we need to know because the choices are really only two. And so uh, I got two points that I want to make today, and they're going to be so much fun. And the first one is this. It's the walk that counts. And these, I'm not going to tell you anything today that you don't already know, but I'm going to remind you of some things that maybe we need reminding of. It, it's, it's the walk that counts. The first son said, uh, I will not. But then he changed his mind and he went and he did it. Did what, did what his father asked him to do. And the second one said, I will, but he lied. And we, we kind of have a tendency to go, well, wait a minute, <laughs> hold on. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, he, he intended to, so he didn't really lie. I mean, he just didn't go and do it. 
He lied. He lied. That's that's what it that's what it what it is. Jesus asked, which one of these did what the Father wanted? There used to be a. Uh, I'm going to take what what's going to appear to be a bunny trail, but it's going somewhere. So let, let's get there uh, with me. There used to be a a, a lot of controversy in, in certain quarters over the Harry Potter books. Uh, y'all remember Harry Potter, right? Yeah, somewhere. And uh, so, uh, because there was a lot of controversy about them, uh, I I had to read one. Uh, you know, that's just I, I don't I don't if it's something that people are going to want to know about, I'm not going to take secondhand information. I'm going to go find out what what's going on. And so I read seven. Uh, <laughs> People, people were afraid that these books were going to lead kids into in the, in the witchcraft, you know. And, uh, and, and, I, and I read them, and certainly you can quibble with the setting. I mean, there's no question about that. But I, I've discovered that they were basically about uh, friendship and loyalty and love and making the right choices. And I thought, okay, I, that, that's okay. And, and I read them because I had learned, I had learned my lesson back, oh, Gee, it, it was over 35 years ago when our pastor got up on a Sunday morning and said and announced to the church that he was no longer buying Procter and Gamble products. Yes, yeah, some of you know what that's all about. And he was no longer buying Procter and Gamble products because there had been the the president of Procter and Gamble had gone on television and announced that they used their profits to support the Church of Satan. And the evidence was in the logo. 666. Do you see it? <laughs> yeah, I don't either. But I mean, but it's there. Uh, so, you know, and, and that thing's got horns, you, you know, and what, who's got horns? Okay. Uh, but, but so anyway, I mean, that was, that was the, the evidence of it. And so for the next six months or so, Margaret and I would go to the grocery store and go, uh, no, no, that's Procter and Gamble. You know, we're, we, and then, and then we discovered that it just wasn't even true. They had never gone on television and they weren't part of the Church of Satan or anything. Uh, and we felt like fools. I did. And I went, you know, if I if I ever hear, and and I'm going to say that I'm going to go find out firsthand before I just you know open my mouth and swallow the bait. Yeah. So anyway, that's what we did with. Uh, uh, that's why I read the, the Harry Potter books. I, you know, and uh, well, actually, that's why I read the first one. I read the rest of them because I liked them. Uh, but uh, but the uh, uh, what was being overlooked? What was being overlooked? Uh, was that the church had often promoted something very akin to witchcraft. Which was, you say the right words. You say the right incantation and the magic has to happen. You know, you... uh, uh, you, you only confess good things and good things have to happen. You only confess health and you'll never get sick. You, you, you say these words and you will go to heaven. And I, uh, 
you know, I'm not saying that speaking negativity is, is, is necessarily, uh, isn't hurtful because it certainly, certainly can be. Uh, I'm, I'm not basically a very negative person. I, I'm, I'm generally a very positive person, very up person. And I'm so happy that I am. Uh, <laughs> I just, I just really am. Uh, don't know why everybody doesn't want to be. Uh, but, uh, but I, you know, I'm not saying that negativity isn't, isn't hurtful, and I'm, and I'm not saying that you shouldn't believe for good health, and I'm not saying that you shouldn't say the sinner's prayer. I'm saying that it's not just the words that matter. It's not just about the words. Uh, and, and in the kingdom, there basically are all kinds. You know, sometimes, sometimes the word of the Lord can sound pretty negative. When Jehoshaphat was king of uh, Judah, he had aligned himself with, uh, with Ahab, the king of Israel, and they, uh, Ahab wanted to go to war against Ramos Gilead, and, and Jehoshaphat said, yeah, yeah, that, that sounds good to me, but let's hear something from, from, let's hear the word of the Lord. And so Ahab's prophets all come along and they're going, go to war against a, uh, a Ramoth Gilead. The Lord's going to give that into your hands and, and yay. Uh, and Jehoshaphat said, well, not, isn't there a prophet of the Lord here somewhere? And Ahab goes, yeah, there is, but he, he doesn't say anything good about me. He's just a negative Nelly. And so they went and they got, they got Micaiah and, uh, and they brought him in and, uh, and they, and they said to him on the way, you know, this is what all the prophets are saying. You need to, you need to get on this. Here, read this book. You need to get on the, on the positive bandwagon here. And, and Micaiah said, uh, I can only say what the Lord has told me. So he gets there and they uh, go, well, Micaiah, what do you think? And he goes, yeah, go to war and fight against Ramoth Gilead, yay. And, and they have said, how many times have I got to tell you to, to speak the truth? And he said, yeah, I'm going to speak the truth. Yeah, the Lord wants you to go to Ramos Gilead. He's got this whole thing set up. He wants you to go because he's going to kill you there. And Ahab goes, see, I told you he's always negative. He also brought the word of the Lord, which is exactly what would happen. Jeremiah was not a particularly positive person. It's a very negative person. You know, and, and in terms of a lot of words that, that he brought. And yet... He is the one that we so much love to quote, for I know the plans that I have for you, plans to, to prosper, plans to establish you, plans to give you a future and to, and to build you up. So, you know, I, I'm saying, what I'm saying is not, you know, we should always say negative or always say positive. What I'm saying is that somewhere along the line, we seem to have forgotten that actions speak louder than words. They matter more than mere words matter. Son, go and work today in the vineyard. We say, I will. But I'll work in the vineyard, but don't ask me to be to love somebody that, that I disagree with. You know, you want me to go pick grapes? I'll do that. But you want me to love somebody that I disagree with? See, if you think that working in God's vineyard is about picking grapes, you are clueless. It's it's about a 
It might have something to do with picking grapes, but no, it's about a lot of other things. And, and, and chief among them is showing God's love to people you disagree with. Because it's easy to show love to people that agree with you. It's easy to love those who love you. Anybody can do that. I'll work in the vineyard, but don't ask me to work with children. That's not my thing. It's the most fruitful part of the vineyard. You know, you, you go to you go to a, a to a to a four-year-old or a six-year-old or something, and you say, you know, Jesus loves you. And he died on the cross for you, and God raised him from the dead. And if you'll give your life to him, then he'll take you to you, you'll be able to live with him forever in heaven. And they go, I'm on. You go to a stupid 30-year-old <laughs> and tell him that. Yeah. You got to become like a little child, people. I, I'll I'll go work in the vineyard today, but don't ask me to be faithful in tithing. That's, per, that's surely not part of the vineyard, is it? Oh, now I don't usually talk about this, so give me today, okay? How ironic is it that our money says, in God we trust, and that's one of the last things we will trust God with? That, that was really good. I mean, you know, if you... <laughs> I don't know if you heard that or not, but that, that was really good. And it's true. It's absolutely true. And it's, you know, and, and, and quite honestly, I mean, you go, well, our government says in God we trust. No, they don't. No, they don't. I'll go work in the vineyard today, but really only if it's convenient and if I don't get a better offer. I mean, it's so it's so common to, uh, today. It's it's just become commonplace to yeah, I'll do that, and then and then people don't show up. You know, it's 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 hard enough normally to work with volunteers in Tennessee, but it's kind of gotten to the place where you know half the time when people go, oh, they don't show up. Well, what happened? Well, you know, I had a friend that wanted to go to lunch that day, and we decided I, I better I need to do that instead. Uh, I, I've shared this before, but it it bears sharing again. It, it it has borne a lot of fruit in my life, and it could in yours as well. Margaret and I have been married for about a year or two, and uh, before we got married, I've been heavily involved in the theater, and I and I. Uh, but I really felt like the Lord was telling me that that season was over. And, and, it, and it was. And it was over for 20-something years. And then he brought that season back. But that was, that's up to him uh, that that season was over. But I had, I had told the guy who uh, ran the theater where I was working that I would direct a play in their next season. And, uh, man, it was getting up to the time where, in fact, that was, that was going to be the next play they were going to do. And I was going, man, I, I just don't want to do it. I don't, it's not, that's a lot of work. And it just wasn't in my heart. I just didn't have the heart to do it. Uh, and ran into the pastor who married us and I, and I shared with him. I said, you know, I, I told this guy that I'd direct this play and, but I just don't feel like that's what God wants me to do. And it's just, I don't have the heart to do it. And, uh, what do you think? <laughs> and instead of telling me what he thought, he directed me to the Bible of all things. 
Psalm 15, Lord, who may dwell on your holy mountain? Who may enter your holy place? And then, and then there's a list of, of things, of requirements. And among them was he who swears to his own hurt and does not retract. I went, oh, I guess I'm directing a play. Now, the Lord got me out of that, but the Lord got me out of that. Uh, and that's a long story. I'm not going to go into it today. But in my heart, once I read that, it was settled. You know? Uh, it's not what I want to do, but I said I'd do it. I'll be there. I'll make that happen. I'll work in the vineyard as long as it only means wearing the T-shirt and putting the bumper sticker on my car and listening to the to to the tape. Well, you don't not tapes, whatever whatever people listen to today, uh, uh, listening to the audio books that I want to hear, and uh, you know. Surely working in the vineyard doesn't involve reading the Bible every day. Uh, this, this is chain breaker stuff, people. I'm serious. It really is. Words are important. All right? They, they are important. But there's only one thing that God rewards us for. And it isn't the words that we say. It's only one thing that He commends us for, and it isn't the words that we say. There's only one thing that you can give to Him that isn't that doesn't already belong to Him. You give Him, you give him money, it's His money. It's, it's His. You give Him time, it, it's His time. He's the one who gave it to you. You, you give him words who put the breath in the lungs. Whew. The only thing you can give to him that isn't already his is your faithfulness. And that's what he rewards and that's what he commends us for. When we say, I'll give myself away to the Lord. I give myself away. I give myself away. Yeah. And back back in the day, it was, I'll go where you want me to go, dear Lord. Or mountains or plains or sea, I'll go to all the nations of the earth, make pictures so people give $27 to (laughs) give to the... (laughs) Yeah. When, When we say that, what we're saying, the only thing we can give Him is our faithfulness. He gave me the talent. He gave me the strength. He gave me the good looks. He gave me the health. He gave me everything. The only thing I have to give back to him is faithfulness. That's it. And so over in Matthew, he says, well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a few things. I'll I'll make you ruler over many. Come and share your master's happiness. That's point one. Point two it's going to be quicker, but it's as much fun. Your word is your bond. Now, when I was growing up, used to hear that a lot. Uh, but I don't know, you don't hear that so much anymore. Uh, what is a bond? A bond is a guarantee that no matter what happens, the bond will pay off. The bond will pay off. Over in, in James 
He says this, above all, my brothers and sisters, do not swear, not by heaven or by earth or by anything else. He's not talking about cussing. All you need to say is a simple yes or no. Otherwise, you'll be condemned. Say, learn to say yes. Let your yes be yes. Let your no be no. And, and follow through. Do that. Your, your word, your word is, your, is your bond. It's become almost expected for people to break their word. It's, it's become almost expected. Our leaders say one thing today and then tomorrow. I would say tomorrow they say something else, but usually it's like 30 seconds later they're saying something else. That's just smart business. That's just good politics. That's just life. No. Or, or they say, oh, I didn't say that. Well, you know, I mean... <laughs> Here's the video of you saying it. You're the eyewitnesses saying you said it. But you said you didn't say it. Well, just let it slide. Because really they're just a reflection of who we are. Who we have become as a people. Now, this is, this is, the, this is the, the bondage breaking stuff. Because it's a bondage that we often don't even, we're not even aware that we're in and that we're involved with. Psalm 120 verse 2 says, Save me, Lord, from lying lips and from deceitful tongues. And, you know, and, and you read that and it kind of go, well, yeah, yeah. Save me from all these liars. And I think it's also not just save me from all these liars. It's save me from lying lips. Save me from a deceitful tongue. Let, 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 let me speak truth. Let me speak plainly. Psalm 12. Everyone lies to their neighbor. They flatter with their lips, but harbor deception in their hearts. May the Lord silence all flattering lips, every boastful tongue. Those who say, by our tongues we will prevail. Our own lips will defend us. Who is Lord over us? You know, I read that and I go, that may have been written 3,000 years ago, but it could have been written this week. Just as relevant. Justice, justice, justice plain. See, like I said, the reason why our leaders can do this is because that's who we are. It's what, it's what, it's what we have become as a people. And, and the church isn't a whole lot different from the world in that respect. What you say is important, but not because it can work magic. What you say is important because it is who you are. It is who you are. Peter McKenzie uh, was a friend of ours from, from Zimbabwe. He was here 25 years ago or so. And, and he was teaching, and he said something that really resonated with me and really kind of stuck in my spirit. Uh, he was talking about giving, and he said, your money is your life. Uh, I went, uh, yeah, you know, it's what you put your time and your effort and your and, and your your sweat and your uh, your talents into and you get you get money back for it. And so the point he was making is when you give back to the Lord, you're you're what you're doing is you're giving your life. Back to him. And your money is your life. And that's that, that that's that that's pretty cool. But your word is who you are. It's absolutely who you are. Who is the devil? 
Well, Jesus tells us when he lies, he speaks his native language, for he's a liar and the father of lies. And that's who he is. <coughs> who is God? Well, Psalm 12 goes on to say, the words of the Lord are flawless, like silver, refined and purified in a crucible, like gold refined seven times. Everything that the Lord says is sure, it's true, it's yes, it's amen. That's who God is. And now, you know, if this is, this is, this is the devil, this is the father of lies, and this is, this is God. Everything he says is true. And none of us are totally over, well, some of us, I don't know. But, but none of us are completely, but there's a continuum here that we're on, but we need to understand there's a continuum and one side is, is one personality and one side is the other. And where we are on that continuum is who we are. One side on that continuum is darkness and one is life. One is death and one is life. One is darkness, one is light. One is lies and one is truth. What is truth? Jesus said in John 17, 17, it's very simple. Your word is truth. Whatever the Lord says is truth. Uh, when I was a, a freshman in college, the uh, my, my freshman English teacher, I, I think he thought he was making a joke, and at the time I thought it was funny. But he said, how do you know when you're, when you're addressing a freshman English class? Uh, it's when you can ask, what is truth, and get an answer. Uh, but there is an answer. And that's it. it it's, it's whatever God says. And he's faithful, and, and he follows through. So, what is your word? Where is it on the continuum? And what is your reply? Because you see, the Father didn't come and ask. It's not, it's not your answer. The Father didn't come and say, will you go and work in the vineyard today? It's a command. Son, go work in the vineyard. What is your word? And what is your reply to that command? That's, it's chain-breaking stuff. <laughs>